Hi and welcome to Let's Talk Church. This is a podcast run by All Saints Church, Uni Church and St Nicholas. Each week we have different guests from our congregation so you guys can get to know them and get to know a little bit more about us. So today I have with us two very special guests indeed. I have our very own rector and curate in charge. No, you're not the curate in charge. No, he's not. <laughs> rector and just curate. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Trevor is the curate in charge of St Nicholas. So technically we've all three. You have a rector, a curate, and a curate in charge. It's the most hypostatic union within me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Hello, good morning. Good morning, morning, Caitlin. Good morning. Say hello, Peter. Hello. (laughs) I've heard an awful lot about Caitlin's podcast voice. Yes. And when I'm listening to the podcast, I can't hear it. It just sounds like Caitlin. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm sitting in the room with her and hearing her do the intro, I'm like, oh, that's the podcast Are you a wee bit scared? A wee bit scared. Just a wee wee bit. bit Just a wee bit. So... Caitlin invokes fear, and I think that's a good thing. Are you guys scared I'm going to get you in trouble or something? Yep. yep. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll start with you, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us what you did before you were a rector? So start right back at the start. So that's almost 50 years ago. Is that what you mean? Um, no. We'll come to that in a minute. Right. Start sort of right. okay. university. University. There. So I studied at the University of Ulster, and I studied music at the University of Ulster at Jordanstown. Um, the premier university in Greater Belfast. <laughs> um, and so I worked there. I, I did degree there for a few years, was it three or four. Um, yeah, stopped in 96. And then came and worked in All Saints Church as a outreach worker. That was the title. But really, it was an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Neither of us, me nor the rector at the time, called it the apprenticeship, but that's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, so here for two years and then went to college in Dublin, Trinity College, mm-hmm. um, to train for ministry. And then was ordained in 19, no, when was it, 2001? Mm-hmm. For Carrickfergus, for St. Nicholas Church in Carrickfergus. was there very, three very, very happy years. Um, we arrived with one child and left with two. <laughs> and then went to, after that, after three years worth there, I went to Jordanstown, um, where I was assistant minister in a church in Jordanstown and chaplain to the mm-hmm. University of Jordanstown and in Belfast. And then... Five years doing that, and then five years in Crossings, a cross-cultural mission society. Um, so traveling Ireland and traveling part of the world uh, in terms of mission. Um, and then here from 2014, that's me. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your instrument at university was, would you like to tell our listeners? My what? it's interesting, your My instrument, your primary instrument. Instrument, primary instrument. Mm-hmm. Well, it had keys mm-hmm. and pipes, mm-hmm. a pipe organ. Pipe organ. Pipe organ. I think yeah. that's so cool. I, d- I don't know why. I just think that's so, so cool. You told me yesterday that the organ is an orchestra. Oh wow! That's so the thing is, I'm. <laughs> I've just. I don't know what my credible credibility rating is on your scale there, but it's just gone way down. <laughs> <laughs> so your cool rating. Your cool rating. It's gone down. <laughs> you will delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Also, play piano. Yeah. We played the cello for a year. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. I would love to play the cello. I think if I could play any instrument, yeah. I would choose the cello. Yeah. Beautiful instrument, but my um, I technically failed the exam. Oh. Yeah, but Dr. Hunter said we never want to hear that again, so they passed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't admit to that one yeah. too many times. And Peter, I believe that you're actually also a secret musician. Somebody told me that you are an excellent bassist. I am decidedly mediocre at bass. <laughs> How are you using the word excellent? Yes, excellent is, is not true uh, at all. I don't know. I, I've heard stories. Well, those stories are untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, was it his Twitter profile or Facebook 
profile had a picture of you playing bass. There, there was a time in my life yeah. where I played bass yeah. quite regularly. Uh-huh. But I haven't actually that's touched how you, a bass guitar in about you, two years. But that's how you want to be known. That's how I want to be known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm hearing is that we should have a staff band sometime with Peter Blair off. on the bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, Caitlin, you're a great singer, uh, which we've heard once at church. <laughs> and I think we should hear that One again. hit wonder. That's it. I'm never going never gonna to do it again. <laughs> um, so, Peter, what about you? Where did you start and how did yeah. you get here? So I studied theology at Queen's. Um, I wanted to be an RE teacher. Um and while studying theology, very early on, I met Trevor. A friend of mine said, you should talk to this guy. And uh, we met at 7 a.m. at McDonald's. 7.20. Um, at McDonald's at the Abbey, Abbey Centre. Centre. Yeah. Um, we didn't. Trevor really wanted to meet me. And he said, you know, this is the time you have to meet me. I think he wanted to put me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have put me off. But I came. And, uh, well, that was 2009. And so. We, we've been together ever since. Oh, <laughs> what a cute story. <laughs> Shackled. <laughs> so, yeah, studied theology at Queen's for three years, then did an apprenticeship with Trevor at Crosslinks for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to All Saints with him mm-hmm. in 2014, was an apprentice at All Saints for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Sydney for four years, uh, studied theology again, uh, got ordained in Sydney and came back. December 2019. You haven't actually had a proper job outside of... Trevor has been my (laughs) own... Apart from... Trevor and my father have been my only, like, proper employers. I did work in a chippy for a few years and a hardware shop during high school. Um, Well, I was technically a curate in Sydney in my fourth year, but it was a day and a half a week. It wasn't a a full-time Yeah, not as hard work as here. Do cure here. (laughs) (laughs) This should be videoed. <laughs> it's my facial reaction. The listeners are missing oh, Trevor's yes. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're making me a bit nervous. <laughs> I think we've seen. Okay, so do you guys want to tell us about how you actually became Christians? Trevor, do you want to go first? So I grew up in a loving home, a God-fearing home. Um, not an evangelical home uh, because I didn't grow up in an evangelical church. Um, a Church of Ireland church in rural South Armagh. Um, I didn't hear the gospel until I went to school and a school teacher told me the gospel and I became a Christian as a result of that. Um, that was first year in school. I, I, so I, that was, that's how I was converted. I grew through um, loads of different youth groups around the place. We didn't, the church that I grew up in didn't have a youth group. Um, did, had a youth club, but didn't have a youth group. Uh, and the Presbyterian church, local Presbyterian church um, another local Baptist church, another local, a uh, what a group called YL, not the YL you're probably th- listeners are thinking of, but there's a completely different YL, um, and some very significant older men in my life as a young man, um, uh, Alan, who was a plumber, um, just explained to me what a Christian was and why the Bible is important, and he just opened up the Bible with me and taught me the faith. Um, Another guy called Steve Wright. Some of you will know him from Beach Missions. Um, I just learned how to evangelize and why evangelism is important from him. Um, and then come along to All Saints after I finished university. Uh, those were all formative experiences and people in my life. God put those people in my life at a time just to shape me. And what I'm doing today is as a result of those men. Amazing. Yeah. And what about you, Peter? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I, um, I remember praying the sinner's prayer yeah. uh, as... A very young boy, probably five or six, 
uh, with my dad one night mm-hmm. in bed. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a Saturday night because I was very excited to go and tell my Sunday school teacher Aww. that I became a Christian. And uh, she wasn't as excited as I thought she was going to be. Oh. I remember that. But anyway. so, I was, uh, so I grew up in a loving Christian home. Uh, I heard the gospel repeatedly uh, as a child. Um, and I had various sort of conversion moments during my childhood uh, and teens. Um, I think it was when I was 17, uh, and an older Christian sort of challenged me uh, on a few things. Uh, and then he explained justification by faith alone to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was the first time that really hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on what day of the week you ask me, I was either converted as a five-year-old <laughs> uh, or as a sort of 17-year-old, one yeah. of the two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's how I... Those are one of the two times I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, after that justification by faith moment, mm-hmm. uh, I got more involved in my local church. Um, not long after that, I went to university mm-hmm. and I met Trevor. And Trevor's probably had more of an impact on me mm-hmm. uh, than anybody in terms of shaping how I think about ministry, um, mission, all of those things. Mm-hmm. That's very scary. So it's all Trevor's fault. If I do anything wrong, it's Trevor's fault. But when you do things right, that never happens. <laughs> I did that one thing right that one time. <laughs> I noted down my diary. Actually, I did. Seriously, that one thing. Oh, Peter did good. Peter did a thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, clearly a momentous time. Um, yes. <laughs> something to put in the diary. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so this time of year, we have sort of a larger influx of new students um, okay. into the area. And um, new people might be thinking about joining our church. How would you describe our church to someone who has never been to it before? Wow. Mm. A Martian? Yeah, someone from Mars. Someone from Mars. Simple. That's that's what I'd say, simple. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just about friends together, studying a hearing from God. That's Mm -hmm. what we are. and supporting one another, loving each other, and pushing us on further to love and trust the gospel even more and to bring the gospel to more and more people. That's that's all that we are. So simple. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 that I think that is us, really. Mm-hmm. Um, not a very complicated bunch. We're, we're not very complicated people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite simple, really. <laughs> um, so simple for me is, I think, what we are. Um, a, are we perfect? Absolutely not. But then please don't join us if you're looking for the perfect church because you're not perfect. So you'll meet other imperfect people. Mm-hmm. Uh, most weeks, whenever I introduce uh, one of our services, I say we've gathered together to offer our prayers to God, to sing praises to him and to hear his word read and proclaimed. Mm-hmm. And those three things Prayer, praise, and proclamation, I think, are a great summary uh, of what any biblical church should be. Uh, You find that pattern repeated throughout the New Testament. And that's just what we do here every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We uh, sing praises to God. uh, We remind each other of truths about God in that singing. We offer our prayers to him, and we proclaim his word to each other and to the world. Um, That's what any good church should be, according Mm -hmm. to the New Testament, and that's what we try to do here. Did you have that scripted? I did. I've just I've just said it so many times. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I, I became utterly convinced of the th- of the three P's uh, of church mm-hmm. in Sydney, and mm-hmm. um, I was really encouraged to see fourth P. 
see it in the see it in the passage uh, Colossians. You see it especially clearly there. Uh, but I was really encouraged to see actually this is what we're doing already. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to keep doing that and keep doing it better. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So in the last year, both of your workloads have significantly increased. <laughs> what are you going to say there? <laughs> in that we have um, gained mm-hmm. a new church. Mm-hmm. Would you like to talk a little bit about that um, for maybe some of our listeners who aren't sure what a crack is with that? Mm-hmm. So this is a project actually begun by my predecessor here in All Saints, a guy called Brian Follis. I had discussions way back in 2011, 2010 uh, with the bishop at the time about this other church that uh, was beginning the process of churches, a lot of churches in Belfast, of um, a lot of older people, um, but then the lot of becomes fewer, fewer, fewer. Uh, And I think uh, both of them had the vision that perhaps all saints would move away from this area and up there. Um, I've taken a different tack on that, uh, that... um, it's a great, great opportunity here in this. So we're sitting in the All Saints Church building, University Street here. We have 7,000 people in this BT7 area, mm-hmm. the majority of whom are students mm-hmm. um, and the majority of whom are from um, places right across Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. Ireland. There's students at Jordanstown, Queens. Um, and we want to reach them with the good news of Jesus. That's That's one part of our work here, mm-hmm. weekly work. But then the other opportunity is on the Lisburn Road now and our morning congregations moved up there and that's the congregation that we uh, want to see plant into, f- out of, um, uh, on the Lisburn Road. Uh, again, another highly populous area, um, tremendous facilities uh, and we've been working on it for about a year now. Um, it began, uh, my bit and all of this began 2016 with initial discussions, conversations. Then we had sort of um, uh, 2019, the two congregations got together. Um, we weren't holding hands at that point. Um, certainly not kissing. Um, <laughs> a, but then 2020, September 2020, um, after the new bishop uh, got into place, he made me cured in charge, which just means person responsible. Um, a, and... Yeah, that's that's a whole new world for them, a whole new world for us. Um, it's a different church. Um, every church has got its own characteristics, mm-hmm. and it's got a, a its own very much distinctive mm-hmm. characteristics. And we're wanting to serve there and serve mm-hmm. them, um, so they hear about Jesus. Um, and then all these other people, and we've had a, a great kickoff uh, in twenty one August twenty one with the big weekend, mm-hmm. um, making contact with loads of people who are not part of a church family. Um, so that's that's the opportunity and we're very very excited by it and uh, we're very excited by both places um there's a lot of work and it's very busy but people we've got a great team fantastic team um and um caitlin which you're a part and um you're plodding on with it and we're very excited just very very excited i'm looking forward this time next year what it'll all look like yeah very much so peter do you want to talk a little bit about what's going on on cadogan park because I don't think we've really talked specifically about that. Well, I pronounce it Cadogan. Mm, c- uh, sorry, Cadogan. Apparently that indicates how posh you are. No, well, Peter's from BT9, don't you know? Yeah, he, he is a BT9 uh, resident. I'm from BT39. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you dropped the three. But I currently live in, in BT9, yeah. Um, uh, so yes, the All Saints Church family have moved uh, into Cadogan Park 
Um, it's a fantastic facility, uh, a huge amount of car parking, a large grass area, um, and right in the middle of Belfast. It is, mm-hmm. I mean, it is just a fantastic, fantastic location. It's been really good uh, for our church family, I think, to meet there. Yeah. Uh, the kids um, are upstairs, adults are downstairs. Uh, I've just been so encouraged over the past couple of weeks uh, as we've been meeting there. I think um, the music uh, is really good. It's, it's a smaller space than the All Saints Church building, uh, and the singing just sounds fantastic. Yeah. I'm always at the front, and I just think, wow, this sounds really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a pleasant atmosphere. Um, yeah. We've had a number of parents comment uh, on just how much safer they feel yeah. there, um, people happier that their kids run out to the car to get something mm-hmm. uh, when that wasn't necessarily the case uh, here on University Street, mm-hmm. both in the morning uh, and especially in the evening. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's been a really, really positive move. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I find is that some people who've been a, a wee bit sceptical about the move uh, lose that scepticism once they come and see it. And they're yeah. like, oh, oh, this is why you moved up here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's been a, a really positive thing. Amazing. It's, it's been one of the biggest things all Saints Church has had to face, really. Yeah. Um, and we we talked to people beforehand, um, mm-hmm. talked at length. I'm, I'm very encouraged by the amount of support around mm-hmm. it, massively encouraged. But it's, it's a big, big thing. And yeah. anyone who's listened to this, please don't hear me say that I think it's been easy for everyone. It hasn't been easy for everyone because there's lots of emotional ties to this, the All Saints building. Mm-hmm. I have them. Mm-hmm. From my, you know, being here between 96 and 98, my eldest child was baptized here in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, my youngest child baptized here as well in this building. And I spent two of the happiest years ever in my life uh, here. So I have that emotional attachment mm-hmm. um, and history and so on and so forth. But th- the Lord has placed this in front of us, this other opportunity. The gospel has not changed. The church has not changed. Just where we meet has. Um, mm-hmm. And meeting where we meet is actually, um, I'm not going to say it's not important, of course it is, um, but the church is not the building, we mm-hmm. say all the time, but now we mean that. Yeah. Um, of course, Sunday evenings meet here, every Sunday evening. Yeah. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about Uni Church, either yeah. of you, sort of? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Uni Church um, uh, sort of grew out of or developed from the All Saints Evening Congregation. Three, four years ago, seventeen, eighteen, yeah. Um, and uh, it's just—it's really gone from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Uni Church because it's on University Street. It's in the University Quarter. Uh, it is not just for students. Yeah. Um, as I look around the building each week, I think students make up forty percent of yeah. the congregation. Uh, the rest would be sort of uh, professionals, young professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a—we've got an amazing group of musicians mm-hmm. uh, i think the music is a real a real strength of uni church we got a new sound system in recently uh, which is absolutely banging <laughs> um and yeah it's just a, a great way uh, to meet people in this local area uh, a great place to bring someone uh, yeah. if they're not uh, churched uh, we, we work really hard to make it an accessible service mm-hmm. um we work really hard to make people feel as comfortable as possible uh, mm-hmm. so that the only thing someone's going to be offended by is the gospel yeah, and not the service style yeah. uh, or not um, anything else that we can avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
Okay, so one of the things we've been talking a little bit about recently um, is the priorities of the church um, going forward. And I just want to know what are your thoughts on that? Mm. So we want our priorities to be set by the Bible. And what are those priorities? As much as there's an imperative to preach the gospel, as we read, for example, in Timothy and Titus, there is also the raising of apprentices and ministry apprentices and workers for the harvest field. Jesus speaks about that, Matthew 9. Paul speaks about that as he speaks, writes to Timothy um, in 2 Timothy 2, 2, about raising up faithful men Mm -hmm. who will faithfully transmit, pass on Mm -hmm. the message. And that has been a big priority, certainly in what I've been doing over this last 20 years or so, Mm -hmm. um, being involved in ministry apprenticeship for a long time, uh, very influenced by um, the same people I think Peter's bumped into in Sydney, a guy called Cole Marshall. and the idea is simply just to challenge people. Why not ministry? Mm-hmm. Why why not consider um, giving up your life's ambitions for the one who gave up his life for you? Mm-hmm. And because we're in an area where there are so many young adults, um, the formative years between 18 and 21, 22, as you're making decisions, we want to challenge you to think, mm-hmm. why not ministry? Come up with 10 good reasons. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so we just pray that the Lord will raise up workers for the harvest field, and he's been doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big priorities going forward. We've got about nine apprentices this year, mm-hmm. um, which is very exciting because there's there's a lot of work to be doing, but there's also a lot of input into their lives um, through they're doing some um, diploma work, they're doing um, some practical ministry work. Um, we're uh, encouraging them to think about their futures. Um, and we want you to think about that as well mm-hmm. as you come and talk, come and to touch with us mm-hmm. um, and you know so we, we want to encourage as much of that as possible yeah. um, it's a great opportunity and it's a mm-hmm. great thing um, so that's that's the big priority alongside preaching the gospel teaching the bible praying encouraging one another um, those are our priorities yeah. I think especially it's interesting because here especially obviously you're in a university area mm-hmm it tends to be like your congregation can be quite transient. You know, you can have maybe people for sort of three, four years and then they're gone. Um, so I think it is a real challenge to sort of get them to think about ministry and take the opportunity, see it as an opportunity those three, four years. Not like, oh, they're coming and now they're leaving, but actually, you know, this is an opportunity to invest in them and encourage them to think about ministry. So I know that's what happened to me and yeah. most of the apprentices yes. on board this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we can all rate apprenticeships because we've all done one at some point <laughs> <laughs> around the table. Um, okay, so the last question. Now, if you're a regular on the podcast, you will know the last question is always a really random question. The most important question. The most important question, yeah. obviously. Um, so I've been thinking very, very hard about this. Um, and initially, Peter, I was going to ask you your favourite Johnston, but I thought that would be a little bit too controversial. Mm-hmm. So instead, I want to encourage people to come sometime into the Canterbury room mm-hmm. and to look at the wall mural. Okay, mm-hmm. now Becky Devlin actually mentioned when she was on the podcast that she drew one of the fish, which was very exciting. However, Jody and I were sitting in one in here one night and we noticed that they're very human-like animals, okay, on the mural. Anthropomorphic. Yes, indeed. So if you had to pick one of the animals on the mural and assign it to a member of the ASC staff... Oh, my goodness. Who do you think that person and that animal would be? Octopus, Matthew Winning. Absolutely. That is my first... That is my gut choice as well. The octopus. Well, I th- I was thinking Matthew winning as well, but the see the, the ray <laughs> over in the corner. 
<laughs> just doing his own thing. Because you never really know. Doing its own thing. You don't really notice him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well camouflaged. Camouflaged. Looks a bit confused. <laughs> he does. Um, but Shark. I'm sure he has a good heart. Yeah. <laughs> Shark. Jodie Blair. <laughs> <laughs> poor Jodie. Yeah, poor Jodie. This is a, I really like looking at this mural. It's very exciting. Do you? Yeah. Do you not think that um, arc. there's like, do you see the like buffalo thing in the arc itself? <laughs> That's got a sort of Marty Monteith vibe. <laughs> now he's only part time. Yeah. With us, but um, yeah, like yeah, I I do get that vibe a hundred percent. Yeah. You can look at flowers. The wee person over there. You see, I feel like that's Trevor on top of the wheel with the wheel spout. Noah. Yeah, no, no, oh, the oh, wee sorry. person oh, yeah. who's on top of the wheel spot and like that's where the chaos, you're like all floating along <laughs> on top of the chaos of the apprentices. No, I'm just drowning <laughs> in the sea. I've never noticed that man before. This is obviously a combination Noah. of Noah and Jonah. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think the whale was about? Sorry, the big fish, I do apologise. big fish. What do you think that was about? Uh, I just thought it was Just a bit Noah's part Ark. character in the Noah's Ark story. Well, there would have been big fish so, under yeah, the Yes, there the would have been, but the fact that they're drawn out, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought you were the artist. <laughs> you, you were like, oh, I do A-level art, and I got an A, and I'm class <laughs> about art. Well, I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all of that is true. Yes, and all of the pretension all that comes pretension. along with that. This is from the man who told me that an organ is an orchestra. It is. Has just called me no, pretentious. Hang on, hang on a second. You look it up. You look up. Wikipedia. <laughs> the reliable source at Wikipedia. Anyway, if you want to know anything about what we're talking about about this mural, just stop by the Canterbury Room whenever you're here on Sunday night um, and look at the mural. You can look out for Becky Devlin's fish. You can look out for the Matthew winning Ray slash octopus. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Thank the you, podcast. Thank it's you, been Kayla. so Thank good you. to have you guys. Um, next week, we are interviewing two more members of our team. We are meeting up with Judy Blair and Maddie Burt to talk a little bit about children's and youth ministry. Um, so we would love to see you then. Bye. <laughs>